You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 262 of Essential and His Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill joined by co-hosts. Uh, we got Zach Burcham. We've got... Uh, do you want to you you co-host title you today? Co-host title, yeah. Yeah. USAC Silver Crown Racer, Sprint Car Racer, Kyle Robbins. This is at least your fifth time in the building. I think you've, so, yeah. You've earned co-host billing okay. and uh, producer Sarah Morrill tonight. Yeah. Zach, what do we got? We've got Marshall Brewer in the house. So for anybody that's race fans, we know we've been efforting. Jeremiah's been efforting this for a while. We're going to talk some racing. There's lots of racing to talk. We're going to get an update on Kyle's racing because Kyle's been out there at the grassroots level doing his thing. He's got his Penske racing shocks. Ironic shirt to wear this week. Very ironic choice. Yeah. I'm just here to talk about Pokemon, so I might have missed the whole scheduling window oh. a little bit. Did you yeah. find any good Pokemon Go things out here, Marshall? I'm looking. Get a Snorlax? Or a- I only bumped my head on a couple <laughs> of uh, street signs looking for him, but I'll be fine. But, yeah, Marshall, Marshall's a very prolific podcaster. He has many, many episodes of many, many different types of content. You want to listen to some good race car content? Just listen to race cars. He's got that too, covered yeah, too. A little nerding out there. <laughs> <laughs> he will if you'll let him do it, Kyle. Marshall will just put a recorder in your in your sprint car. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then just pull tr- pull audio and then I, just release it for people to listen to. That's perfect. Oh, it's like what is that AMSR or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm not or, exactly trying to get you off from it <laughs> with it, but uh uh <laughs> hey, hey car sound noise. I was actually looking at race car sounds because they were testing and it wasn't the race car race car, but they're testing the C seven Z06 at the Nurburgring and yeah. it's a flat plane crank. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good. I was like, C7R though, C7R. I was at Road America the one time I was up there for an IMSA race and you hear all the Porsches and everything. And then all of a sudden they'd fire one of those up and you're like, oh, the ground's shaking. What's that? Oh, it's the Corvette. God, and, yeah, and it was like, it's such an angry car. So yeah, car audio. We need more good high quality recordings of car, race cars. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. We just did a, did, uh, did a fun 15, 20 minutes of uh, Patreon with uh, with Marshall and Kyle. Uh, we did some beer tasting because uh, that's a thing that uh, that we do around here. We like to try spicy foods, hot foods, random stuff, and just torture ourselves. Uh, and this time we just made Zach smell alcohol. So I didn't actually have to. You didn't make me smell it this time. It's true. I'm, I'm been, good. I'm on my best behavior. I'm tonight. improving. Um, if you want to join that, you're you're welcome to at any level. Uh, that helps us pay the bills and keeps this uh, this place going forward. Uh, BossHogLiberty.com. All you can click on the Patreon button and, and sign up. Uh, folks that give $50 or more a month to the show, they uh, they get a shout-out at the beginning of every episode. That includes Christy Avery, Anthony Meyer, and Jonathan Phillips. Uh, still keeping John in, uh, in our prayers. Uh, his daughter Morgan had her car accident uh, a week ago. And mm. I, as I understand it, Morgan's been transferred up to the University of uh, Michigan. Uh, or in, She's going to be seeing some, uh, some specialists up there. So 
um, praying for praying for Morgan, uh, twelve years old, known her since uh, since the very beginning. Um, tough tough girl, and she's gonna she's gonna fight through and be all right. Uh, so with that, we uh, we thank all of you guys for uh, for joining us today. <sighs> gonna jump right into it, Kyle. You've been uh, you've got a big racing weekend too, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got everything from the entire motorsports world, except for maybe drag racing, seems to be in in Indianapolis this weekend. Mm-hmm. IndyCar, NASCAR, the trucks, the the Xfinity cars, the Cup cars, and then you're running two races this weekend. So no, we're just running Saturday at Anderson, and then Monday they're running out of IRP. Uh, we'll so, we'll count Monday. And then, and then USAC has the Sprint Week going on too, so. It's going on started back. Well, they got rained out last night, and then they run tonight through Saturday. So you're at IRP Monday. Uh, yeah, it's a makeup from beginning of the year. Okay, in the Silver Crown car, mm, Sprint car, Sprint car. Yeah, Sprint car all weekend. Okay, or kind of weekend, I guess. How's the season gone? Um, Silver Crown's had a little rough start. Uh, the first race was. I was, we were really happy with how it was going. We qualified fourth and we were running top 10 right around the top five the whole race. And then, uh, part failure in the motor just happened with like two to go out of anybody's control. It just happened. So, uh, IRP crashed the pavement car and then, uh, PA didn't go so hot for the dirt car. So, uh, really first good race has been Winchester last week. You know, we had, we had a really solid qualifying run and, um, the race was, I wish I could have had a little bit better pace at the beginning, but uh, we were pretty happy with the finish. You're 12th place right now in the, in the silver crown points. Yeah. Points are, we've kind of, we're just, <laughs> we're just going at finishes for now. No, so not looking at top 10. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it may happen, but I've, I've heard if you get top 10, you get a chance at the number 10 Indy car next year. Oh yeah. They're looking at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. There's a, there's a possibility. Yeah. But I uh, know Winchester went real good. I was I was glad to have a good run there. That place has been, you know, some place that I grew up going to a lot of races at and uh, you know, close to home here. We're only like twenty five minutes away and it's uh I don't know, that's one of those places that, you know, you feel the the history and the mystique behind it when you walk into that place, just you know it's some place you don't mess around when you walk through the gates. The intensity just has to go up. Yeah. 30, oh, yeah. 35, I mean, 37 degrees of banking and, and real concrete walls. Yeah. And when you wake up that morning, it's uh, it's a little different. You know, you're, you know, it's not just a normal racetrack you're going to. You're going someplace where, you know, if stuff goes bad, somebody could get hurt. And, you know, you also got to be racing with a lot of respect there, you know. And we, a lot of the guys who race with us, we all trust each other. And it was, uh, it was a very good show. So you guys are going to run at Gateway when IndyCar is there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that a... How does that race weekend feel to the others compared to the others? I don't know. I've only ran, we did, we did one silver crown race with IndyCar, which actually was my first crown race at Phoenix. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty normal. We were all kind of spread out. So we weren't really, we weren't really pitted next to the IndyCar stuff. So it was kind of like our own deal besides we were just sharing the track in the weekend. But, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they get a good crowd. It sounds like that's been one of the, the better places for crowds down there. And obviously they had a good turnout for the cup stuff down there. So hopefully that continues to grow. Marshall's a racer. Think he can get some laps in the Silver Crown car at Gateway? Yeah, if we can fit him in there, man. <laughs> I mean, you got the jaws of life. We could spread that sucker open a little bit. We got a porter I mean, power, so we'll that figure something look out. like an elephant on a tricycle. Let, let's not be too silly here. <laughs> man, if, it, if Marshall gets in, I'm getting in. That's 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 the way I'm looking at it. I I'm did like, race, I, I, but yeah. I then swole up, and so I need to get back into unswole. I'm trying. I've actually I've lost about 50 pounds so far, but uh, it's, it's the proverbial drop in a bucket. I feel you. Um, all right. So Marshall, let's, let's talk. 
for the high high level here, you are currently in a role where you are you're you're reporting. Yes, right. You're reporting on the uh, on all of the happenings and all of the soap operas in the IndyCar world at this point. Uh, that's that's your responsibility this week. But you didn't start as a journalist. You've come along a different way. Correct. Um, never had any formal training. I did go back to college in my early 30s uh, when I met uh, who became my wife. She had already had one or two bachelor degrees and was pursuing her master's and said, hi, I like you. Um, could you be less dumb? And so going to University of San Francisco with her. Um, so, so college was an assignment from Chabrell? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I need <laughs> to do more than grunt. Yes. That is spectacular. Um, so went to college. I went to pursue computer information science as my degree, a bachelor's in that. I came within, I think, one or two semesters of that. And I don't have a quality answer as to why I didn't finish that. Uh, but while there, the thing that I actually enjoyed most were the English classes. And so I loved, found a love for writing that had never existed uh, beforehand. And so with all that said, um, took me some word learning classes, um, but just felt, boy, I sure love this thing in racing. I need to stop doing it full time like I've been doing for since I was about 16 years old. Worked as a mechanic, worked up the, as you know, Kyle, you do this long enough, you work your way up. Mm -hmm. And so go for junior mechanic, mechanic, kind of crew chiefish, uh, data engineer, race engineer, team manager. So kind of worked up that ladder, uh, all for the most part in open wheel. I did have some IMSA GTP stuff in 1990, which was really cool. And I did a lot of other random stuff working with uh, Spirit of America Land Speed Record team, Craig Breedlove, like just American royalty. Um, a lot of really cool little things here and there. But for the most part, it was starting out with little tiny open wheel cars all the way up to uh, IndyCar. And mostly in the, uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, I never left the Bay Area. Uh, mo never moved away from the San Francisco Bay Area. Would go out and, you know, be on the road with the team, uh, stay with the team and or live in the Midwest or, you know, Lansing, Michigan, wherever it might be, Indianapolis, um, an apartment or this or that or the other, but never actually moved on, never wanted to. Cause I'd seen too many of my friends do that. And all I would hear from growing up in the Bay Area is a pretty amazing, in the Bay Area is a pretty amazing thing. You're within two to three hours of every possible climate for the most part you've got the pacific ocean uh that way if you go north it's nothing but redwoods and green or and just beautiful you name it you go south east a little bit you've got sand dunes and if you go completely east talking wintertime you've got snow and skiing i mean truly like you've got everything you would want um and i listened to all my friends who'd go to work for indycar team ab or c and move themselves out there and it was, it would always be some sort of two or three months later. Hey, do you have any interest in buying, um, my, my mountain bike? I'm like, why is that? Uh, it's a lot of flat out here. Um, and all these things were like, Oh, okay. The things that they loved living in the Bay area, I would just hear from them. Like, look, there's beautiful other things that I've found that we don't have, but the things that I've accustomed to sustaining me and making me happy, I'm missing that. So I just made a mental note of like, 
I'll go out and, hey, uh, Brownsburg, Indiana, rock on. Just not letting go of, of <laughs> home. So, uh, but yeah, did that forever. Uh, was an avid reader the whole time of all kinds of things, but uh, fell in love with certain reporters and just their words and style. And so I didn't know while doing this, being in the sport, that I was kind of having this recording going on in the back of my head of things that might come back to be of value later. So I ended up, quote, retiring at the end of the 2001 IRL season. Uh, my last season was working. It was the first season, actually, of Sam Schmidt Motorsports. And retired at the end of that. Um, decided to try and lead a normal life. I was 31. It was just like kind of been doing this for half my life and it's awesome, but I can't have it. Like the thing that always stuck with me was I can't have a dog because if I'm going on the road for a week or two or three or like just simple little things, like you can ask your neighbor to help out for a couple of days, but at some point they're like, look, idiot, yeah. you're abandoned. You're and so want, you, I've got your dog 40 mm-hmm. weeks a year, sir. Totally. Yeah. And so it's just those kind of things where you go, well, you know what? Maybe I just need to try a normal life and did. And, Found a job working in biotech of all things in the drug purification department, wearing um, uh, full white bunny suits, not Walter White bunny suits, but just like full Breaking Bad bunny suits in the clean rooms, doing this and making dr- and like my mechanical experience helped with having to put together all these assemblies and whatnot. But it was just a weird thing where I could not find something where my experience in racing translated to something in the real world that wasn't wrenching on a car doing you know something that wasn't automotive so i did that for a couple of years met my wife etc cetera, etc cetera, and kind of got back to a place where i do want to be involved in racing and i was doing like local driver coaching on the weekends and doing some engineering here and there and it's just started creeping back in but more on the local level then i started doing flyaway stuff running scca world challenge teams hey Go engineer Dodge Viper for the weekend at most sport in Canada and whatever, just like cool. But you start to see that your life get tip, gets tipped out of balance because, hey, I retired and I stopped doing this. And you're like, yeah, but like 35 weekends a year, dude, you're uh, on the road playing with race cars. And so while going to school, while getting some of this uh, word education, my I was doing enough things where my wife just said, if you wanted to try this, I'll buckle in for that. She wasn't working and I wasn't exactly making a fortune doing whatever stupid stuff I was doing. So it was a full and amazing commitment from her. And there's no real roadmap, right? You're, no. there, there's not a, Hey, this is how you get to where you want to no, be. Not at all. Um, and so it was just that it was her while we were living like deep in the hood in Oakland. And I've lived in many hoods, but I'm good. And so that wasn't a bad thing. It was just a reflection of, we had no money. She wasn't working. We were newlyish married. I'm making whatever that I was. And we knew that by doing this, it would actually get turned down way the hell more. But when she said, like, go ahead and do this. Go try. Like, that was the thing. Like, okay, I have no questions that I am the luckiest person in the world. Like, legitimately, if she was as smart as her masters and two bachelors suggest, she would have said, hell no, moron. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so full thanks to her. And here I am having tried to just figure this out, this stuff out, like legitimately on the fly. That's incredible. It's a, so it, we come from yeah, so many content creators here, right? 
in the podcasting world and to see what you've been able to accomplish without a roadmap is just, you just fake it till you make it and you get there and you just continue to knock down doors and, and, and keep trying and, and, and move forward and figure it out. There's one thing about racing uh, that has been such a help. And, and again, Kyle will absolutely attest to this. Of the many virtues needed to succeed in racing, one is constant adaptation. Whether you are a driver and lap to lap, whether it's the cushion moving, whether it's fuel burning off tire, again, what strategy wise, you're having to make reads and calls instantaneously. <clears throat> this is not something where you've got a half hour to think, where should I turn in? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all instantaneous. I'm not saying I'm possessed of like amazing skills, but if you're in racing and you've been able to carve out any kind of career, constant adaptation and figuring stuff out quickly, it's a necessity. Mechanic, mm-hmm. engineer, spotter, it's just part of the culture. So truly, I'm so thankful that because of this background, while I have not understood a lot of things going into it, how do I edit a video? I don't know. I've never edited a video, but I see I can click on things. And when mm-hmm. I click on it, these menus come down. And uh, it, it's just that thing where you go, I'll figure it out. And you don't. There's so many things about Adobe Photoshop that I wish I knew. I don't. <laughs> but I've figured out all the things I need, need to, to know. know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not brilliant. And you see the stuff other folks post. And you're like, oh, my God, I need to bow down to you. I'm not that guy. I'm the, what do I need to succeed at the yeah. task in front of me? But to get it created and, and to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, my my greatest deficiency, we talked about it, but when we were switching over, is the video side of this, of of creating this podcast and taking it to that level. And it's just it, the... The video editing that you guys do, and and I, I consume ninety five percent of what you put out on out on YouTube and and through, through the racer arm, um, blows me away. The, 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 just the just simply to take audio and match it with video and to make it work and edit it. It's a small. It's it's voodoo. I have no the idea. Worst part. I have the no worst idea. part. I have no idea how that actually works. All right. So and then you launched a podcast that we have five million views, downloads or so, or, or well beyond at this point. We're at a, getting close to nine. Nine. My awesome. God. But again, it's, it's incredible. that's that's one day of a Joe Rogan or Mark Marin. So again, I'm always like, hey, that's great in my little world. Right. In, in, in every, my little world. Everybody narrow cast. In the real that, world, it, Dale Jr. does that in the first seven minutes of a dirty mo- production or whatever. So again, I'm like, you know, hey, if I could do good in my little fiefdom of not NASCAR, not Formula One, I feel, you know, I, I feel happy. That's it. that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about the numbers. Well, and I, before we move on to the to the news of the day, I will say that you've done a phenomenal job of building a community there as well. That Sarah and I and Zach are all happy to be a part of uh, with the uh, with the creation of the Prude. That's a sweet thing to say. I didn't create that. Like you know, yeah, there was y'all gen- created. There that. was some gentle crea- uh, some gentle encouragement to say, "Hey, find each other." Okay, and then it's taken off. All right, fair in, enough. Into into whatever the heck it's turned into. You also, In, into you, a family with its own uh, with its own personality. You do meetups and stuff, and so that's when the people got to meet each other. Because there's a lot of times like there are people I go to I go to Indy for about any time Indy cars there, and I think I got there like I don't know, like nine days over the month of May or something. It was and there are people I don't know who they are, but I know who they are because I see them every time you go. Because the Indy car community, even the fan community amongst the diehards, is like pretty compact at times. Like you go in, you go to anything, you go to like one of the, like the garage sales, the team has, you're like, I know you, I know you, I know mm. you, I know all these faces I know all these people. And like, cause the same, some of the same people are at every single thing. Like, and so, yeah, if you get those people together and then they can talk, 
sometimes we'll talk like in the line for something and like, Oh, I've seen you around. And like, there's a guy who always joke around, like he had a, he had a Scott Dixon Jersey and it was, he got it when it was still target chip Ganassi racing. And as every sponsor fell off, he would just keep duct taping the sponsors oh, off of it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and so it got to the point where the only thing left on it was like Dixon. And I think that was like, cause and it, now it, it says Ixon. Yeah. He, he got a new Jersey. He finally got a new one. Cause I would see him. I'm like, that's all I remember him from is this Jersey. He has kept duct taping sponsors oh, off as they left amazing. the team. But you're like, I see him. I'll see him this weekend. I guarantee you I'll see that kid this weekend. I don't know if he knows who I am, but I just see him every weekend. So I always have that thought too, as you're walking around the garage area, you wonder if the teams are like, yeah, I, that guy's here all the time. Like mm-hmm. you, you just wonder if you, you know, if they, of course they have a job to do too, but you look at it and just go, man, does, you know, do this, does this person recognize you? I'm wondering if the kid from Ganassi recognizes you. I forget his name, but we met him at George. Was it George? No, it's not George. We met him at Sun King. Whenever we went to the uh, live ask or sorry off track slash uh, speed street podcast, yeah. What was his name? I scared the hell out of him. I don't know. I stopped him. He and approached he was, him, and he was yeah. just kind of there. And it's like, oh, it's an extrovert on an introvert. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. He he wanted to run away and hide. Uh, and then, uh, of course, I have a, a ten. I'm ten second Tom sometimes. So if somebody gives me a name, it'll come in one ear and fall out the other mm-hmm. one. And I've got I got to ask. I think it was Raja. Is that his name? Yeah, Roger. But yes, Roger. I, I thought he said it, but never mind. Well, you're you're correct, but okay. I I I take however you're supposed to say Roman Grosjean, and then Romain Grosjean, Romain Grosjean. Yeah, okay. we Americanize it, Mister Rangel. Yes, I will, I will attest to that. Though I, I've probably seen the same people at the racetrack for like ten years, and bad enough, I don't know their name, but I have 10, 15 minute conversations with them every time I see them. So Buddy and Pal. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of folks yeah. named Buddy. Yeah, there's and a guy named I think Matt Grunholtz, and he uh, went by IndyCar Stig, and he hilariously one year. He wore an, a white Alpine Stars driving suit with nothing on it and a white helmet, and he put through his bronze badge on it, and he walked around all qualifications weekend in the paddock. Oh, like, that's amazing. And, it was, and I was like, dude, <laughs> you are a legend. Because And all the drivers won their pictures with them because the theory was that he's, he's just going to take your job. If you don't qualify the car, he's going to take your job. And he le- he's a legit go-kart. He's a bit of a go-kart stud. Like at, You go to like one of the indoor tracks, and he can hold it with any of the IndyCar guys that show up for, at go-kart tracks. And he comes out to Newcastle. He gave up on doing the Stig thing, but he literally walked around. He wouldn't talk to anybody. Smoked out visor was the most hilarious thing ever. Just That's a awesome. whole weekend of just walking around. So is he going to be in the number 10 car next year? He might be. <laughs> or he might get an F1 development deal from Zach. You never know. <laughs> so speaking of great walking around Indianapolis Motor Speedway in a fire suit and helmet, um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, she worked for Bell. Um she was their main rep, uh, working with Bill Simpson. Linda Conti is her name. You may know her. She was a the Indy spotter. Car owner. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, she and Dave Conti uh, was the spotter last year for Simona with the Preta Autosport program. So her nickname was Marge. That's what uh, Bill Simpson nicknamed her. And she being one of the, if not the main Simpson rep in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, there were rumors about Senna. This is when he was having the big contract dispute with Ron Dennis about whether he was going to continue with the team next year. So she famously, um, I don't know if it was done up in a Simpson suit or whatever it was, but uh, she had the full uh, Senna display Marlboro F1 suit and his iconic helmet put that on 
walked out of the Simpsons, uh, Simpson suite in Gasoline Alley and start, started walking around, <laughs> right? And she's not short. She's not like super narrow. So you could just, if someone wanted to, they could, folks would yeah, trick themselves into thinking yeah. that could be Senna. Because almost nobody in Indianapolis has met Senna and can tell you, oh, that's too tall. That's too short. They're but, just like, but the yeah. same thing, smoked vi- so was, no one yeah, could see, brilliant. and just blew things up. <laughs> and uh, she got in big trouble from Bill afterwards, whatever. But her story about this was amazing because truly, it. there was this. Oh my God, Ayrton Senna <laughs> is walking around. You know, he, is he here to draw? Anyways, I so, love because there's a rumor. Like I can't remember if he did or not. He was supposed to have tested a car. Yeah, he did at he Firestone. Did, uh, yeah, uh, at Fire, Firebird. Firebird. Yeah, yeah in December. So, so yeah, but that, they said that was probably just like posturing for contract but yeah oh but to actually do the whole suit that's a great that's yeah, she's that's committed she's a baller <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about some indycar news at the moment what just 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 briefly uh i've, I've got my very very exclusive uh, uh ntt ganassi racing alex polo kimoa hat that has a very short shelf life apparently one of my more poor investments, I would say, that and some of the cannabis stock that I've purchased. These, oh. are, these are these are both going in the wrong direction. <laughs> what about that bet last weekend? Uh, oh yeah, on my Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. I put twenty five bucks on Joseph Newgarden to win, and I felt damn good. Oh, you were you must have been insufferable up to like lap two sixty seven. <laughs> I was winning everything. I had fantasy IndyCar nailed. I had the podium perfect. I was going to make hundred bucks off this race. And then that Penske shock package fell apart, Kyle. And uh, Kyle, whatever, Kyle. <laughs> it was not good. It wasn't my stuff. <laughs> it was not good. It wasn't that company's yeah. stuff either, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, what is my hat worthless? We're, we're, there's there's a lawsuit that was filed this week, and the and the good lawyers on the I Genesee would side. Buy, no joke, I'd buy one of those. See if I could pick the Kamoa off and sport that. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be really conflicted. Did you see my truck outside? No. The, the Tahoe's out there, and it has the Go Alex on it, and the in, number 10 IndyCar. So we have oh. the, the, for Sarah, for her birthday, I got the the Golix, the Go Alex IndyCar plate. Vandy so that is plate. on the Tahoe out there. Can I give you a little Alex information I heard? I haven't vetted it yet, so this is just strict rumor. All right. I need to ask tomorrow. I've heard that next season, Alex Rossi, Will be engineered by Felix Rosenquist, current engineer, Craig Hampson. There we go. That's going to be a fast car. That would be brutal. So, what I've been thinking is that it says go, Alex. And if Alex Pillow is no longer in the picture, I have to peel off my number 10 sticker and I may just have to put a McLaren sticker on the Tahoe and then it's on brand because it's a Chevy as well. Right now, we're kind of crossing that Chevy Honda line. Or is that now, uh, could that become, once we get the lawsuit determination, a statement of fact from Chip Ganassi Racing? <laughs> Goodbye. Go, Alex. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> we don't know. I've never seen anything like this before in my never. life. Never. Never, never, ever, ever. The only, the only parallel I can have is in uh, many years ago, Davey Allison was, was a NASCAR Cup driver, and he was in the most coveted car, the 28 car, Robert Yates Racing. Winning lots of races, championship form, and he, he lost his life. And Robert Yates wanted Ernie Irvin to drive the car. And Ernie wanted to get out of his contract that he was in. And he told this team owner, you can't afford to keep me in your car. And the team owner said that the weekend that he did that, he blew three engines and crashed the car twice. To the point of, we cannot yeah. afford to keep him in the race car. That hasn't been the strategy with Alex Pillow, but it's been... Uh, 
I I don't I don't I've never seen something turn so hostile so quickly. Yeah, this has been brewing for a while. There's a lot of strategery involved. The timing of the press release from McLaren three and a half ish hours after Ganassi's press release, not a coincidence. Um, I wrote about that mentioning timing wise. Uh, if this is major news and a team, big team acquiring the reigning IndyCar champion would fall in that category, you're going to get that news while the sun is up. It's going to come on the hour. At worst, half on the half hour. But knowing that this was coming out of the UK, right? This came, the press release announcing uh, McLaren signing of Pelot came out of the UK. So they're many hours ahead of us. Um, it came out like at midnight over there. I mean, it was 12, 18 a.m. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, not so the way most, pretty much all of these things work, and I'm overstating the obvious is these are all automated. Hi, you have set this up for this email to go out at this time. Right. Boom. So there's no one actually sitting there hitting. Perfect example today, Hooncoast Racing announced they were extending the contract, yeah. uh, mutually extending the contract of Calamilot. Yeah. Uh, and it was a two o'clock announcement today. Yeah. Like, it was done. Everybody knew it was coming and it was. It was I had that. Calendar. They sent that to me yesterday. Kind enough so I could have that written so I wouldn't at two o'clock all of a sudden be sitting at a press conference wanting to ask him questions while also having to run back and try and do. So that's not an uncommon thing. Um, some teams, manufacturers, even series will do that. But this was not that case. So just a quick addition to this. Felix Rosenquist being signed. So that preceded the Palo announcement by a couple of weeks, whatever it was. Uh, that was distributed early by McLaren. Uh, the advance, the embargoed story was sent early. I had a little chat with them afterwards and said, I do appreciate this just as an FYI. It landed at 2 a.m. in California. So, uh, you know, while others on the East Coast or whoever could make great use of it, just saying for future ones, just know there's at least one of us out here. So, but all that aside, the big news of Felix being retained. That was absolutely something done in advance so folks could have this, prepare it, and it went out at a reasonable hour. When you have something that pops up, if you know nothing about what's going on and you see an email with a major topic like this at 12.18 a.m. in the place where it's being sent, it tells you that there's something weird. Even if nothing turns out to be weird, that should pique everyone's curiosity first. Timing-wise, I had not seen Alex's tweets. I didn't see Alex's tweets until after the McLaren release went out. You go and look at the timing of the McLaren release, and you back time when Alex's tweets went out. It was like, what, five minutes before? Yeah, I'm going to say they're right, right before. I'm just saying, if anyone at home has watched CSI whatever... And knows about trying cold case files, and you're trying to cover your tracks and not make it look. And I'm not saying it is because I don't don't know it for a fact. But if you're just if you're doing your best to not make this look like a coordinated effort, you certainly don't have the person in question tweeting highly out of character things. We know Alex, mm-hmm. happiest sweetest guy, making chicken chicken noodle soup. If you're sick and helping old ladies across the street, Alex Pelot. We don't see grumpy tweets and 
he wasn't cursing, but it was kind of vibe to it. And you go, whoa, this is way out of character. And then five-ish minutes later, boom, you go, okay, were those tweets written by him? Legitimate question to ask. They looked rushed because it literally said like one of two. And then it said, oh, two of three, three of three. It just, it, it, the whole thing just looked very odd. So the timing of. And Alex's tweets normally have a lot more emoticons in them. Yes. Very true. Lots of emojis. Yes. The, the emoji freeness part. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that, that's boy, a, that that's, was a big foul. That'll tip you off. Um, so the, the Ganassi one timing as well. I got to admit it did. I think it did land at a kind of like a weird ish, not on the hour, not exactly on the half hour. So I don't know if there's anything there as well. It might not just be a case of there being some oddities on one side, but both, but. As I understand, uh, Alex not only voluntarily entered into this contract extension with Ganassi, it's a team option. So that's them saying, hi, we have taken this up. You Obviously, we need to make this formal, but you have no legal recourse to say, no, it's our option. Callum Eilat, same thing, right? Um, rumors? that he signed his McLaren deal a long time ago. So it's not, again, if that is accurate, it's not like Ganassi put out their press release extension, stay in a year, blah, blah, blah. McLaren somehow got up in a time machine to go from wherever he was in America over to the UK, sign it and come back. There's just a lot of weird things here that don't line up <clears throat> in terms of... That water's yours to use if you want to. Thank you. In terms of coordination, and so if this was something that, if we compared it to any, all, and other things like it in the past, in terms of major announcement of a major driver signing away from another team, you would not be sending that out at 12, 18 a.m. or whatever it was in the U.K., and having this weird five minutes before uh poop session on the current team from the driver messy so the last thing i'll I'll just add to that or throw back is is messiness and lack of coordination a, a sign of confusion and what's going on and boy this is all just being pulled out of people's backsides or was there a little bit of intentional craziness to this because this thing so far is there nothing about it lacks craziness so is there intent behind it is this meant to be totally off-putting totally jarring not following any script i don't know because we've never really seen anything like this so how can you say well based on what i've seen before this is normal abnormal right this is a unicorn this what it has done is it has become I think the Indy Star wrote three stories about it today, right? So for the local Indianapolis media, the the journalist, the, not the journalist, the opinion writer, Greg Doyle, he doesn't write about IndyCar, but once a year he'll write in the Indy 500. He wrote about Alex today, and it's front page. It's it's literally been the top of top top of the fold digital story for multiple media outlets around the city for three days. Like it, it's moved. What it has created awareness for the series as they've come back to town. Good, bad, or indifferent, I don't know. But it's in the news. I was asked by somebody today within the paddock why I and the few others of us who cover IndyCar uh, full-time don't write things like that. It was 
why don't it was cited as uh, it was phrased as why don't you all have balls like Robin Miller did? And that pissed me off to no end because if we're speaking honestly, and this is not meant to denigrate my dear former colleague, Robin Miller, there's a bit of a, a false perception that Robin was just this 24 hour a day truth cannon. Say anything, be damned. Absolutely not the case. When Robin got out the knives, it's because he knew who whomever was receiving them was not in a position to take his livelihood away. Now, he did do that 20-ish years ago, right? A little bit of a different phase in life. But for the vast majority of the rest of his life, that wasn't the case. Because if you, this is the old adage about you don't poop where you eat, right? Really easy for someone who does not cover IndyCar to get out the knives and carve up anybody and everybody to no end because you're at no risk. So I'm not speaking ill of whomever it was who wrote that. I'm just saying I could as a... You have to work with these people. I could as a sports journalist write something about my homish town, San Francisco Giants, and eviscerate every single person, every manager, every player, post it. Maybe it'll get tons of reads wherever. And I suffer no risk. Why? I don't cover baseball. <laughs> but as a sports writer, man, I can flamethrower everything in front of me. It's that thing where you got to walk into the locker room the next day and folks get, oh, hey, that credential you have. Thanks. That's optional. See ya. Yep. So I'm not saying this to try and, quote, defend myself or any uh, of the men or women who cover IndyCar that don't write scathing things like that. But there is a very real sense of it's such a small community. There are 10 IndyCar teams full-time, 10, right? Got 25, 26-ish drivers. All of us always have at least one team owner, at least one driver who's not talking to us or hating us. That's part of the job. You've made progress, though. I saw that you had it. You, you, drank, you smoked a peace pipe last weekend at Iowa. I made heart hands with Romain Groschon, <laughs> who didn't know what they were. And I'd never done one myself. And, but anyways. It's a but very ju- French thing for you to do. Totally. But just, just on this point, um, I've had the comments of, well, why don't you just take Zach Brown to task? He's evil bad guy. Look at all the destruction he's causing. I have written and will write and speak into microphones and video cameras and say whatever it is that I feel and think that I can be confident is accurate because just saying things is not, that doesn't make it accurate, but push up against that line. But there is a line where you go, okay, what is, what do I do here? Do I flamethrower somebody and have them turn off that light say, you're done, you're out. I could do that. But at what point in time do I actually stop being able to do my job because I have turned off so many relationships because I felt that just blasting you was the thing to do. Being honest and truthful, yes. Uh, doing a get the knives out routine it's you got to be dang sure you aren't committing professional suicide. And we're not talking about government. Hey, we just learned the local government's been putting lead in the water and they're killing people. You're going to go to the mat for that. Talk about playing with race cars here, y'all. Yeah. This is sports entertainment. So to what degree do you try and get yourself fired or shunned or blackballed by everybody? 
is the Alex Pelot situation the one where you effectively kill yourself over? I love Alex. I love Chip Ganassi Racing. I love Aaron McLaren SP. Not enough to treat this like, well, farewell. This is the end of my career. I just wanted, and you go. I've looked at, I, I've looked at it, bizarre. I guess, very pragmatically. Just that I've noticed the sto- the attention that it's gotten because it's moved beyond just the, the IndyCar circle. Yeah. Kyle walked in the door today coming from the USAC world, and first thing Kyle mentioned was, oh, my God, the drama you guys have gotten out of here, out of nowhere. Um, it's just it's moved to the next. It's moved out of that circle into a greater realm. And it's going to work out, right? They're all going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to shake out. I, my su- suspicion is that two to three years from now, they're all going to be making fine salaries and, and probably in, in the top end open world series. And they're all going to be making a whole lot more money than they are now. I just always come back to the fact that I am the son of a mechanic. I grew up in as blue collar a life in a household as possible. How much am I truly worried about the one bazillionaire being grumpy at the other bazillionaire? Yeah. Oh, man, that boy, you made a real grave contractual error, driver of race car number, whatever. You're only going to be able to sit on your wealth and maybe not get to play race car as much as you like for the next year or two. It sucks for them. Uh, and I'm uh, truly, if any of us were told the thing that you love and are driven by the most you can't do, we'd hate that. Is this person someone that we are going to have to bring food to and shelter? Are they going to be living in a park? That would be concerning. We'd, we'd, right. None of these things are what are happening. These are millionaires fighting over millionaires who don't like millionaires who want to be better than the other millionaires. And that's cool. Nothing against millionaires. Again, great people just like non-millionaires like us. But at some point in time, I have to stand back and go, yeah, this is the thing to cover and it's going on. But, uh, hey, we're going to live. We're going to be fine. All these people are going to go on in the world and achieve good, more good things. We're okay. Yeah. And honestly, okay. the things have blown up again. Uh, apparently, Santino Ferrucci said he's very happy Joseph, spelled wrong, is okay. And he went on to say whatever. And Joseph replied and said he corrected the spelling. And that's turned into a shitstorm on Twitter today. Ah! So, so At Penske, they care about details. <laughs> that's amazing. Santino and Joseph are arguing over it. <laughs> yes, it says it's Joseph with a parentheses. And at Penske, we care about details. Oh, my God. I love the pettiness of these gentlemen. Uh, it's spectacular. That's the you got in a Twitter spat in uh, in the, in in USAC yet, Kyle? Um, I'm sure there's been a point in time. We saw some physical altercations in USAC. Yes. So I don't know if Twitter's where they're all at. Well, they had some pretty good steam rolling off Friday. Then they had that rain out Saturday, so they didn't really get to carry it over too my, well. My favorite physical IndyCar alteration altercation was Elio Castroneves against security guy Charles. <laughs> Burns. <laughs> My favorite was uh, five foot eight of Australia, Ryan Briscoe, being quadruple grumpy at nine foot this twelve. Justin Glenn. Wilson, yeah, standing up in the car, looking like a child, going uppies, uppies, <laughs> but grumpy, and Justin just looking down like little man. Do you want me to go bonk and make you go to sleep? It was so cute. I mean, I looked, so I, cute. I looked up to Justin Wilson physically. I had to look up to him. So I yeah. can imagine like your normal race car jockey sized human being trying to, yeah, but 
Ilio's trying to get in this guy's face, <laughs> and the dude's security. He's literally like he's a bouncer, like and he just stand there. And he didn't he didn't even act like it was like oh yeah, just do your thing, Ilio. You're little fine. Brazilian person. <laughs> so I I want to be respectful of Marshall's time because I know he's got to go back yes. and write about this uh, the the Joseph misspelling. I would like tonight. you to know though, and I know it's not a lot of money, but I've now become. A subscriber to your Patreon. Oh my goodness! Because which I don't have much money, but I do believe that good folks like y'all need to have all of our support. So if you're listening, please, uh, please do that because good people need support, just like you and Sarah are so kind to my wife and I. Seriously, you if it might be beer, it might be whatever, but like it's real care and love. It's just a really sweet thing. That's thank you very much. Appreciated. The last topic I want to get into real quick before we before we rail off is. I think there was something very special for the future of motorsports and how it gets promoted in Iowa. And you had a first hand glimpse into it and they went above and beyond found a, found a local sponsor and the grocery store that's coming to Indiana high V seems to have absolutely knocked it out of the park and had a world-class event in Newton, Iowa. Just crazy time where we have this a new dynamic that I've never really seen before to this effect, at least in the modern era. I'm not saying it's never happened, but n- modern era, we have a scenario where a major corporation in state has said, we like what you're doing. We think there's an opportunity for us to effectively take over your race. We don't want to just be the presenting sponsor that gets forgotten. You know, how could we really make this ours? And that's what High V did. And so, what you have is a company that says, "Okay, uh, tacking our name onto something and seeing our logo on stuff—that's a lot of hope." And hope and sponsorship; those are not good friends. There's no guarantee anyone's going to see the name of your company on the side of a car streaking by if you're farting around and. 24th place. So they went about things just in a very different way. So beyond all the branding, there was tons of high V red everywhere. They turned this into a real like cultural happening. As you said, in Newton, Iowa, the, the huge American Metro of Newton, (laughs) you know, and you're like, if you count the animals, we might get to 400 people like, right. (laughs) So not a place that would naturally anyone would go to for other than motor racing. Uh, and so they said, well, hey, there is an entertainment division within High V. Why don't we go and recruit some big names? Heartland, country music would be the thing. You know, look, I'd, I would have preferred a, a soul music festival. I'd be about the only person there, but perfect tone. Like, look, let's don't make this hard. Make this something where everybody would go, I want to be there. Uh, so big acts. And the way that they did things was having one before the race, one after the race, made this, if you look at the quality of the acts, impossible for some for a fan to say, well, uh, I'm only going to show up for this part. You kind of needed to show up for the now, Granted, you could leave if you didn't want to watch the race, but there was just a very different approach to this. And I think it completely worked. So on the Penske Entertainment side, I think they knew – we're not going to convert all of the country fans that came here to be IndyCar fans. But man, this gives us a great opportunity. We wouldn't think someone in, you know, whatever region of, of Iowa, they're going to be, they're absolutely going to be going and watching Kyle, 
not necessarily this stuff, just talking about cultural leanings. Um, and so it is a little bit of a different thing. But if you package that, I always think of it like the uh, having to give the dog the medicine, right? You don't give the dog the pill. You put it in a hot dog or a little bun, and little Fido is happy. And you go, "Hey, cool! You got the thing you needed." But it wasn't. It was presented in a way where it was palatable. And and now Penske Entertainment has got their contact information, and they can market to those folks to and come I just, to that, come back to that, or any other event on the calendar for the rest of the year. And I just refer to tens of thousands of Americans as dogs, so I apologize for that. But just the concept of, hey, this IndyCar thing, it's a little abstract, but maybe if we wrap it with really amazing musical acts that you'd want to see, we're going to get you here, you're going to see it, you're going to like the experience, but maybe also go away saying, you know what, instead of going back to our cars between concerts, maybe we will go out to the grandstand. So I think that was a huge success. But the major thing, which I, I, I and I'm sure others wrote about, was this has to be seen and taken as a new blueprint. Because if you think about Texas Motor Speedway, tends to be good racing on average over the years. I realize we've had some clunkers recently, but um, complete failure in terms of crowd, complete failure in terms of major sponsors and activation for the last many years, ghost town. I always get folks tell me, well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, the grandstands might not look full, but there's actually a lot of people. No, I was there for the very first one, very first IndyCar race in 1997 here. I have seen what packed grandstands look like. This looks like folks who just didn't know where they were going and like, well, I guess I'll go sit in a stand somewhere. Sad. But this is a perfect blueprint for how many sponsors and advertisers and partners within not just Penske Entertainment, but Penske Corporation. Within the paddock and some of those sponsors, how many of them are based in Dallas, in Texas, DFW? Who knows? Are there any in-state corporations? Yeah. And even if it isn't Shell. exactly... Shell. Houston, Texas, right? right? I mean, that they used to sponsor the Houston Grand Prix, yeah. right? But just thinking, like, I think that's where the big aha moment hopefully has come from out of this race. Seeing how successful it was. In-state... $12 billion a year sponsor, even though hy isn't a big name everywhere else, that's a big number. They're serious. They went all in, branded everything, brought in all their employees and volunteers and just owned it, and it sang beautifully with all the music acts as well. I would hope IndyCar comes out of this saying, Texas, garbage. Other than the racing, it's a total failure. Even if we get a sanction fee, that does nothing for us. We don't grow. We don't get better. We don't get new fans. Mm -hmm. Who's in the state of Texas that might do a high V or somewhere close that has big commerce there? H E B. <laughs> Portland, right? Yep. Love Portland. Our first year back there, really good crowd. Decline the second year, and I think what if I forget the exact number year we're on, but last year is depressing, right? I mean, half full compared to what it was just a few mm -hmm. years before. What businesses are in the greater Pacific Northwest? My home track at Laguna Seca rivals, Laguna, uh, rivals Texas for the saddest stop on the calendar. There's nobody there. And I've been there, been in the paddock, working on teams during the cart days, the heydays, where standing room only. If you wanted to get to the track for morning practice, <clears throat> you had to leave about an hour earlier than normal because it's a two-lane road. And the backup to get in, again, like nothing you've ever seen before. Now, I mean, 
you might be able to participate in the race if you just kind of pull onto the track when you get there because there's no one to stop you. And they've had their own like political issues as well yeah. too, haven't they? Like they're, and yeah. I'm not happy about. I mean, tr- yeah. my home race, of course, yeah. I want that to blow up. Mm-hmm. But just the mindset, Jeremiah, of okay, hey, I hear there's this place called Silicon Valley. It's like about 70 minutes north. I wonder if there are big companies there that might want to own this. There just has to be a different thought process than taking the $1.5 million a year that Monterey County has committed to giving IndyCar to come and race. IndyCar gets a million and a half dollars. Great. They use that, put that into the leader circle pool and some other things. Great. So you get money, but you look like a total failure. Mm -hmm. You look totally insignificant. You take all this time and money and talent, spend all this, everything to be the best you can. You show up and no one showed up for your birthday party. And you feel like the kid that nobody likes. That is what and you it's crown like. your champion. And, and that's the conversation we yeah. just had about Eldora, right? Where mm-hmm. you guys would crown it, 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 your silver crown champion would be two in the morning and there's 50 people in the yeah. stands. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of started with St. Louis and Bomberito. And Bomberito is obviously not like a high V thing, but that was mm-hmm. a group. Like I remember being shocked. I stayed downtown for that race, first or second year they did it. And I didn't, I don't, I'd never heard of Bomberito automotive dealerships and you go down there and his name is on the side of everything down there. Like every, every car, every news network, like you go down the, where the news stations are and all their street beat cars, everyone and like, okay, this is a good thing. And then Hy-Vee just took it because they had what of what they are and just raised the bar even more like the grocery stores were insane. It was so fun. Watch Hinch going in there and like, we're going to charge us all to lead Diffie's account. It was great. <laughs> and they said you could like online order, groceries and they like deliver it to those things if you're a camper and you could gra- grab your groceries there i'm like this is incredible and so yeah it'll be int- it'd be great to see that that if you can get companies that take pride in stuff like that and say this isn't just a how much money we're going to get back this is just us showing what we can do i still think that it and you need corporate support but the other the other strategy that i i wish that the series would adopt is to try to replicate the experience that we had at mid Ohio as fans and say, Hey, look, you take experienced fans and you give them eight tickets for a weekend and say, this is an all in pass. And you give it to your, to your super fans and say, bring people to this race. And that's essentially what we did at mid Ohio Hunter, who was on our show last week. That's exactly right. And I've had this conversation with Joey for a podcast about IndyCar. Thanks for introducing me to Joey, by the way. Absolutely. I got my Joey t-shirt on tonight. Joey's gold. He's a good dude. I think you're in such an era too where like the racing just isn't enough anymore. Like there's got to be an event type feel. It's got to be, you know, to draw more than just, you know, okay, let's go watch qualifying the race. There's got to be other stuff going along with it just because everything else that's out in the world to grab people's attentions. There's got to be more than just the racing going on. It's the butt, right? If I were to ask my wife if she wanted to go to a motor race with me, She'd say, okay, but what else is there? Because I, she doesn't, you know, other than Lewis Hamilton and Alex Pillow, although that's looking a little shaky possibly, but other than Lewis Hamilton and Formula One and Alex here, she doesn't really f- care or follow anything. She belongs to a, um, she belongs to a kind of forum or, or chat group or whatever it is of black women who follow Formula One. And so that's like the majority of her interaction with racing. But the idea of going to an IndyCar or IMSA race all day, all weekend long, blaring noise and whatever, that's just not her thing. So it's the but. Okay, but what else is there? That's where you're, if you're able Mm -hmm. to say, 
this music, this is amazing food, just something where you go, cool. Yeah. Does my uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever friend, spouse of whatever form, is there something that would allow me to do more than just go by myself? And yep. that's the, you're, and, mm-hmm. and in anything, hey, you want to go to this thing, you go, what is it? You want me to dress up like medieval whatever at a Renaissance fair? I don't know about that. But is Alice in Chains playing? <laughs> I might put on the loincloth. I don't know. But, you know, give yeah. me, but what, give me something else. It's mm-hmm. that second or third thing where you go, and, and, and build and some value in it, right? Yeah. And that's what everyone. gets, yeah. And I think that's what gets new people in the door, too. I mean, I'll be honest, from a family, like from Middle House perspective, from a, somebody who goes to that race, it would not be awful during some of those weekends. Like, we just need to get as much on track activity as possible. No, you know what? You can give people a break to breathe. Cause like, I love Mid Ohio, but Mid Ohio literally runs, they have something on track from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And one day it was seven every, and with 15 minute breaks. And there's a certain point where you're like, I wouldn't mind a break to go do something else. Give me something else to do. Go have a concert or something like that. But, but like, it is kind of interesting at six o'clock when you're a road course like that and everything stops and you're like, Oh, my brain's like getting to like whoosh gets a break. And so if you have a concert or something like that, that's a, it's entertainment, but it's a bit of a break from just the pounding of just something constantly going. Cause you third USF 2000 race. Keep, yeah. It just sounds like weed eaters. <laughs> you know, they wake you up at seven 30 or whatever, but yeah. So that would be fascinating to see how that goes though. And other people step up. All right. We need to, uh, we need to work on wrapping up here. This is the portion of the show where we do final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Kyle, is there anything we left out? Anything you want to promote? Anything you need? Um, no. Chasing well, race car sponsorships. This is, when we I have mean, politicians on the show, I tell them they have to ask for money. So race car drivers, I feel like we ought to say, hey, we will take if any, you want to put a sticker on my car. Any donation, any monetation will work. So, But uh, I know a lot of racing going on this weekend. Um, you know, get out and enjoy the stuff at the Speedway. Like I said, NES Pro Week is going on. I think they're at Putnamville tonight, Bloomington, and uh, Tri-State. Next couple nights, and then we're at uh, Anderson on Saturday, the 500 Sprint Car Tour. So, uh, great weekend racing in Indiana. Like I said, uh, just thanks to my wife and family for everything they do for me, and uh, just go enjoy it. In the Magna Tool. Magna Machine Tool. Chevrolet. Uh, yeah, it's a Chevy. They don't sponsor it. So no, I know. Hoosier Tires. I mean, they could. No, Hoosier doesn't give me any money either. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Tires? No, it's all Hoosier. It's all, they're all yeah, Hoosier. Yeah, All right. Sarah, what you got for me? Are you going to ask your uh, question from this weekend? Indiana? Oh, that's right. Okay. I, I did forget. Well, that's okay. My only final thought is I, we had talked about how the uh, lives are not going to be affected too much by a driver changing teams, but I am deeply affected, but Audrey <laughs> will be positively affected because I have to get a new cup. So the dainty Daisy for all of your cup needs. Feel free to reach out to Audrey Davis. Did you show Marshall your your custom she, your custom Alex Polo cup? This well, that is awesome. Number ten cup. But it could so, be awesome next year. It could be awesome next year. It could be awesome we'll for see. some. We don't know who's in that car next year. Ed I'm, Jones I'm, is I'm trying to make a comeback, and that's not a joke. That is this is a real. That's a real thing. Could Ed Jones get back in? He was well, the. Then br- I'd have to drink margaritas out of it every time. Okay. Then. He was a bridge gap driver before in the I'm, 10 car for one year. Maybe I'm going to say this. Do you really want to be the driver that kind of came in and did nothing for a year? And then the driver comes in a year or two after you and he wins a championship and you're going to come in. If you do the same thing, that just really doesn't speak well to you. Hi, I'm back. Hi. It's like he's turning into IndyCar's rebound girlfriend. <laughs> just like, uh, are you in the next one? Well, for tonight, just, whatever. You misspelled my name. It's, 
Ed, it's not Alex. You're so silly, guys. <laughs> I shouldn't say that Ed's been training like boxing and MMA. He's going to beat the <laughs> crap out of me. He kind of comes ass. up to my belly button, but I'm in trouble. <laughs> but that's yeah. all I had for final thoughts. That's hilarious. Marshall, anything we need to promote? Anything we forgot no, and left out? I'm not a big promotion guy. Like, I appreciate you. I appreciate Sarah, obviously. Uh, fine esteem, Mr. Bersham on the right here. Uh, just, you guys bring so much love. Like, seriously, the with all the things that I do in life, uh, whatever those things are, I do them, I do them and enjoy them, but there's no expectation for anything to come back. It's all outward. It's Whatever story, a pod, like it's just going out. There's no ex, truly no expectation of anything coming back. And y'all and, and so many others are just so incredibly sweet. And I'll probably be like super old and gray and still blown away because I don't think of anything that I do as something that has any return to it. And so it's just truly, it's a, like mind blowing how beautiful. Just the love and support and everything that comes back. So thank you. Oh, we've enjoyed it. Enjoyed it very much. Zachary, go have some fun this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I happened into a credential for the weekend. So I've got a, a, a poor man's version of a hard card. So I'm going to enjoy that this weekend. I've never been on pit lane for, I never had a pit pass actually. Ooh. Except for like, you want to hold a camera for Marshall? Bronze pad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I got Marshall got a picture of me when I was a, a, a poor man because I was wearing my Marshall Pro t shirt at the track this May. Yes. I've got several Marshall Pro and I've got an incredible collection of Toronto Motorsport stickers that I haven't stuck to anything yet because I'm waiting to figure out how I'm going to work that. But Put all uh, them on you arms, legs. <laughs> yeah. Right. You talked about the stick. Uh, our, our buddy, uh, Mac Reynolds doing the stig. Yeah. You could be sticker guy. Sticker guy. I'm afraid that they'll go away and like, I've got to find a, I've got a big piece of plexiglass. I've also got a rear wing end plate from Ed Carpenter Racing. I've kind of been eyeballing like, I wonder if they would. If I've got too many for that, <laughs> make yourself just, into a race car. Just Walk around. Plop them on there, but not like don't peel the backing off of it. Just plop them on there and see if it works first, and then decide. I got a big piece of plexiglass. But other than that, no, I've got nothing. I'm going to be at the track this weekend, having a good time. The weather looks like it's going to be amazing because I'm it's so been excited. awful for the last like three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been 72 degrees. I think it was. I ran like Saturday at like seven. It was a little late, but I think at 8:30 it was 80 degrees, and it's supposed to be down in. Like, I think the high is going to be like around 80 and it's going to be in the low 60s this weekend at night. So, wow. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. So, you've done Iowa and you've done Indiana back to back weekends, Marshall. Yes. Those are the two places in this world that have pork tenderloins. Did you try one in either place? Uh, have not, but I still have two days ahead of me. I fly home 7 p.m. Saturday night. So, I will commit to. Adding a pork tenderloin to my tenderloin to my life. Honestly, the last one that I had were ones that Miller bought because that's what he would always do. From the mug and bun? Uh, no, just out uh, vendor row, whatever. Like at the speedway, he would bring them in occasionally. But yeah, just this the comical ratio of tenderloin to bun. <laughs> How is that just not the best? Mm-hmm. That's we will figure out. Stonehenge before we understand that ratio. And I, that's why I love it. It's the official saying. We have one at Bill's Diner. Well, no, it's not at Bill's Diner anymore now. Now it's called Weenie World. Weenie World, yeah. Uh, Weenie and it World. is. It's a, a hot gi- dog wearing a bun as a vest. It counts like Mr. Hanky Christmas. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it looks like a football on a bun. I saw the Insanely Steve, what's his name, hotel. With Steve big, Alford, all yeah, American Inn. Yeah, with the, the big shoe. That shoe changes color wherever he's coaching. That matches it. So when he was at UCLA, it was UCLA Bruins colors. It was really clean too. It didn't look all like wore out, tore up, and whatnot. So yeah. someone's been doing shoe change. maintenance. 
Okay. Yeah, it's only <laughs> a couple, a couple year, of years right? in. I, they may have to have, go out there and polish it every night. I don't know how that works. Maybe. Well, um, final thing for me, real quick before I before I forget, uh, I mentioned the John Phillips and Morgan Phillips at the beginning. They are selling T-shirts as well. I'm going to share a link on my first personal Facebook page so you guys can go there. I think you've got till August second to get in on the T-shirts, and then uh, and then and then they'll be printed and heading your way. So, uh, with that, we thank thank everybody so much for joining us. Uh, I'm going to go down to Nashville, Tennessee, with Chase Payton and Dakota Davis for the weekend. You all have a great time, and we will be back with you on Thursday. Amen. All right.